Good morning, everyone. I'm Mary Hemsworth from Cato.com, and I'm having a catch up today with Nina Lovett and Joe Meredith from the Next Steps Virtual Redundancy Club. Good morning, both. How are you? Good morning. Good morning, Mary. Good, thank you. Very good. great. I'm really delighted to talk to you today because I think um, what you've created is so relevant for where we are right now. So, first of all, tell me, um, Joe. You have a background in hospitality. Tell me a little bit about your background before we get going. Okay, Mary. So I started uh, within hospitality at the age of 14. So I've had a very long career within hospitality. Um, I, I started working in a pub kitchen washing up and that then got me to go to catering college. And I actually started life as a chef, but not a particularly good chef. <laughs> um, and then I um, sort of led, followed my path into human resources. Um, so I've worked in human resources for many, many years. Before I became freelance, my last permanent role was at the Ritz um, Hotel in London. I was lucky enough to work at the Ritz. I was there for 14 years as HR director, and I've now been um, freelance, self-employed HR and L&D consultant for the past two years. So, yeah, so quite, quite a long career within hospitality. Absolutely. So you know what you're talking about, which is, yeah. <laughs> Stuff. I hope so. <laughs> um, the Ritz, one of my favourite places. But moving on, Nina, tell me a little bit about you. Okay, well, my background similar in terms of the age I got started. I worked as a waitress uh, in a famous tea shop in Wiltshire on Saturday afternoons, aged 14, 15, 16, and got a real um, buzz for the whole kind of hospitality catering industry. And um, after graduating, I joined Hilton and had a wonderful career in sales and marketing for various different companies, lots of opportunities to travel and work overseas. And then training had always been important to me and developing people. So back in 2003 to 2005, I started looking at how I could bring my facilitation and coaching skills to the table. And since 2005, I've been a freelance facilitator and coach specializing in hospitality, hotels, venues, events, um, that sort of world. Fantastic. And how did you two join up to become next yeah. <laughs> do you want story. to say yeah, it's a long story go yeah. for it joe so <laughs> nina and i were both um mentors um for oxford brooks and so we met through the, the mentoring program and i was hr director at the ritz at the time and then nina and her, her partner at the time in ht training came into the ritz and delivered insights discovery to our leadership team and to our heads of department so we became sort of colleagues and, and friends, and oh, I was obviously a client um, from, th from that point. So, and when I actually left the Ritz, Nina actually did some leadership coaching which me, with me, which was very effective. So, and wow. that led me to where I am today. I love stories like that because it's, it's all about different people into the hospitality, because hospitality is one big family. And it's about finding the members of your family and then you can create really amazing things. And I, mm -hmm. I think that's a really, you hear that story so often. Now, that takes me neatly into the next steps, Virtual Redundancy Club. The timing of this couldn't be more appropriate. Um, we are living in very strange times and redundancy has been happening right through the, the summer and it, I think will continue over the winter. What prompted you to set up the club? Nina, we'll start with you. Okay, I think this this 
really came from a place of wanting to do something proactive for the industry that we know and love so much. It's been quite hard to sit on the sidelines watching um, some of our clients and our friends and our colleagues really struggle. Obviously, not everyone is struggling, but some are. And um, in terms of business and you know, kind of dealing with the economy, really. So Joe and I had a few chats about this, and I just said, come on, we need to bring something. We need to feel that we're being proactive to help this industry that we know and love and the people we know and love. And that's really where it came from. Then we started having discussions about what can we actually do? What could we bring? Um, and we felt it was really important to have business with purpose so that we felt connected to it, that we were doing something proactive that would benefit our colleagues. And I think, I, yeah, I completely get that. And if you have yeah. those skills, it, it, you know, it, it's fantastic to be able to share them at a time when people really need them. Mm. Um, Joe, tell me a little bit more about what the club offers to those, because you say it's a virtual redundancy club, which I think, again, is that use of technology to reach yes. out. So mm -hmm. Tell me a bit more about, about yeah. the club and, and what it offers. So really, it's a structured development program over a 12 month period, helping people because, you know, when when you are made redundant, it you know, you, your development shouldn't stop. Um, you you've probably had your confidence knocked and, you know, you need some self boost. So um, by um, joining the, the Next Steps um, Club, um, we have a number of webinars um, that we hold every month from a career audit through to creating an effective CV through to personal branding. So it really helps people with their development. And also it can be very overwhelming when you're made redundant. So we want to you know, work with, with our colleagues and work with people within the club to help them you know, set small realistic goals um, that are achievable um, to help them on their, their journey into finding alternative employment. And then you talk about webinars, etc. What kind of things, Nina, does the club offer? How can membership, you know, members get involved? And I mean, I, the, one of the things I really like is the um, ten-point plan, um, which I thought was really great—the ten-point checklist for redundancy. But I mean, there are other things. There's that thing about emotional resilience, etc. Um, how does the club address those kind of issues? Yeah, so we're offering, um, well, it's kind of a broad spectrum really, but it falls into several categories. There's the, there's the ongoing development piece um, that's going to help you with your confidence, your motivation and your resilience in terms of being unemployed. But there's also um, a piece around community and networking with people who are in a similar situation so that you don't feel so isolated. And we're including tools like the 10-point redundancy checklist, a career audit tool, Tool. Um, we're using the Clarity 4D psychometric tool so that people actually have um, a psychometric profile to help them kind of feel good about themselves, but more importantly, prepare for interviews, help them with their CVs. And actually, Joe's got a good a good story around Clarity, haven't you, Joe? Yeah, so, so when Nina did my um, leadership coaching with me, I did my 4D Clarity. And I, I, as I said, I've worked at the Ritz for 14 years, so my CV wasn't as up to date as it could have been. So my Clarity 4D profile actually helped me to write my CV and helped me to identify some of the, the skills that I have and make sure that they were written down on my CV. 
it, it can be really hard when you know some people are very very self-aware and others aren't and they need you know something to help them become more self-aware and it's also about helping people to identify some of the skills that they have and how those yeah. skills can then be transferable because I mean, let, let's face it, there aren't many roles in hospitality at the moment, so people might have to look elsewhere temporarily. So be, being able to understand what transferable skills they have will, could help them secure a role within another industry. And until we um, start recruiting again, then we obviously want everyone to come back to hospitality. <laughs> exactly, we do, we absolutely do. Because there's that thing of, if a business in hospitality recruited someone in the first place they must have been good they must have been right for that role and, and because they've lost that role through no fault of their own no. we want to keep them close because we want to bring them back when we can and I think that's so important and I wonder have either of you two I mean I personally have experienced redundancy have either of you two experienced redundancy Yes, yeah, I have. I've experienced it a couple of times and, um, and it was one of the kind of motivators for me to work for myself, actually, because I thought, well, if I make myself redundant, then, you know, I'm ready to quit working. But yeah, I've been made redundant twice and um, I think that experience makes this, I feel even more passionate about doing this because of the experience that I've had in the past and it feels quite a lonely place, even though lots of your colleagues and peers might be being made redundant at a similar time, it does feel quite a lonely place. And all of a sudden your routine, your going to work routine, whatever that looked like, whether you did shift work or nine to five, you know, is completely gone. Um, and, you know, that whole feeling of self-worth and how you value yourself. So I, I really feel that, you know, what we're bringing to the table is gonna help people address some of those real issues. Mm. Definitely. And one of the things that you said, Mary, about, you know, when people are made redundant, it's helping people understand that it's not their fault. You know, yeah. it's unavoidable at the moment. And, you know, people do take it very personally sometimes. I mean, you know, being an HR professional, I've obviously been on the other side and sadly had to make people redundant. You know, and I really try and stress to people, you know, it's not you, it's your role it's and wrong. it's the situation. So, you know, really trying to help reboost people's confidence because it does knock people's confidence it, it really does and I'm, I'm i'm looking you have some pointers which i really like um, about emotional resilience and personal branding and for me the two things are kind of interlinked which might sound a little bit strange but if you look at your personal branding and you work on your personal branding you can, it can help build your emotional resilience do, do you agree with that yeah De definitely i mean um, you know, if, if you're not, not confident in yourself, that's going to come across um, when you're going to future interviews. So by helping people understand how they can sort of create their personal brand and, you know, almost sell, sell themselves um, to, to other employers, because you know, it, there are hundreds of people out there looking for roles. Um, in one of the clients I work with, we recently did advertise for a role. We had 800 applicants for a fixed term contract, which, you know, in the past, we'd have probably maybe had 20 or 30 if we were lucky. So, you know, there, there is a lot of comp competition out there. And emotional resilience is very important, you know, as we, we've already touched on, because people are going to have knockbacks and it's how you can keep yourself motivated and, and keep yourself going and you go through that 
you know, curve when you're made redundant, the, you know, the anger, the denial, the sadness, and it's how you come out the other side. And that acceptance part of, of resilience is very important. It's the most powerful part, because until you've got to that acceptance, it's then hard to, to, to move forward from that. So it's about how we can help and support people do that. Yeah, I, I, I completely agree with all of it that you've just said. And I also think there's that, that, uh, that um, you touched on the fact that, you know, you, you, your denial and anger, et cetera. Mm -hmm. and it's very hard to come up and start being proactive. Um, mm -hmm. Nina, what, what thoughts do you have about that for, you know, people who've been made redundant and who, who need to come up again and, and start thinking, I am worthy, I am going to get this job? Yeah, I think people need to um, maybe just kind of get a piece of paper and a pen and just start writing down all the things that they feel most proud of in their career, just to start thinking, actually, I'm good, I'm good, I can do this, you know, rather than just thinking, I've been made redundant, and, you know, nothing's great. Actually start with just a blank sheet of paper and a pen and just make a list of things that you're proud of that you achieved at work. And it can be really small things, or it could be really big things, it doesn't matter. And mm. then that then is a starting point isn't it and it's then thinking okay I've got to look at all the different areas in my life and I think our redundancy checklist our 10 point checklist gives them some signposting towards yeah. things that they need to be looking at things like finances um, CVs networks their network who do they network with all that sort of good stuff really but I think if they start with a piece of paper and just write down things that they're really proud of in their career that's a really good starting point Definitely. I know a lady who um, did a, a similar exercise and she wrote down, you know, what's good about her, what her values were. And she actually wrote three of those on her bathroom mirror with her lipstick. So every morning she could see you know, what, <laughs> you know, what her values were, you know, to help her and remind her because, it, you know, it can can be very hard. Yeah. At the moment, I think sales of lipstick have plummeted because having to wear a face mask, nobody buys lipstick anymore. <laughs> no, they don't. Lip tint is the way to go with masks. <laughs> oh, oh that's, a, that's a good tip, Joe. That's a good tip. <laughs> we digress slightly there, but coming back to the point, Networking, I think, is so important. On your 10-point redundancy checklist, do you say reach out to 10 people in your network mm. and let them know your situation? And I think that's very powerful. What prompted that? Was that a personal experience or is that just really good sound advice? Yeah, I, th I think so. I mean, w when I left the Ritz, I didn't actually realise how big my network was and, until I actually left. And, you know, for me being self-employed, my network has obviously helped me, you know, create create my, my business. But I think as, as well, you know, you, you might assume that people know that you've been made redundant and, and they don't. So by reaching out to people, it, it makes them aware. So they might hear of an opportunity or they might be able to help you or support you um, in some way. So it's really important to, you know, LinkedIn is obviously very good. Yeah. Some people use Twitter, Instagram. So whatever, you know, platform you use, try and reach out to people so that they, they know that you've been made redundant, you know, and, and, you know, they might be able to offer you some, some great advice that you hadn't ever thought of. So Exactly. And we've talked about the individual pretty much for the whole interview. Tell me a little bit about how employers can benefit 
from um, the redundancy, the virtual redundancy club. How can they tap into it? Joe, Nina, Joe, Joe, do you, Joe. Well, do you want to take that, okay. Joe? Because you're quite okay. close so, to this. Um, we have been, so we have been speaking to many employers, and. Um, some of employers have wanted to offer uh, outplacement programs um, for people that have made redundant, but they're very, very expensive. Um, so, you know, we've been talking to employers about how we can, can help in, in that sense. And uh, the 10 members that we currently have um, have all come via employers. And we've had some really good feedback from employers. And I think as well, because they know, a lot of them know Nina and I as well, and know what sort of good development and support we'd be able to to, to give people that, that join the, the Next Steps Redundancy Club. And, you know, it's really important to understand, you know, Nina and I aren't in this to, to make money. Uh, anything that, you know, any profits that we make are going to be invested back into the club in the in the um, form of bursaries so that we can help people that do have, um, are facing financial hardship. I think that's so important. I mean, I, I've looked at the cost, and I think for the, it's £150, if I mm. remember correctly. Yes, yes. Is a, is a, you know, it's a good price. And a lot of people will be thinking, I've just been made redundant, I can't afford £150. Mm -hmm. But the benefit to employers of actually, as we, you know, we started the conversation by talking about hospitality is having to let good people go, but we want to keep mm -hmm. them close to bring them back. Mm -hmm. One of the benefits for employers, as I see it, is... To, to get involved in the club and to support their um, people with ongoing learning and mm -hmm. professional development almost until such mm -hmm. time as we can bring them back. Is, exactly. is that sort of a fundamental of the club? Mm -hmm. it, absolutely yeah. it is. And, mm -hmm. and I had one employer say, actually, if in the future when I'm looking to recruit people, if they've been part of the Next Steps Club, that would give them a real extra boost and an advantage in terms of employability because it shows that they would be being proactive which I thought I, was interesting. I hadn't even thought about that. I think that's, yeah, that, that is a really good point. It's a great point to end on. Do you have anything else you'd like to share today about the club? No, I think Nina and I have got, you know, regularly post on, on LinkedIn. So pe if people want to have a look at our profiles and, you know, have a look at some of the posts that we've put out about the, the Next Step um, Redundancy Club. Um, we also um, try and post sort of useful tips just generally for people in terms yeah. of emotional resilience and, you know, how to, to tackle redundancy. Great. That's fantastic. Yes. I'd, I'd like to thank you both for taking the time to talk to me this morning. Have a good rest of the day. Okay, Joanne and Nina, thank you very much indeed. Thank Bye -bye. you, Mary. Thank, thank you very you, much. Mary. Thank Thanks you, Mary. Thanks very much indeed.